I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. Ah, oh, Dustin Ross might love, darling. I saw a little bit of glimmer on your Instagram, but Ooh. how was your weekend? I, I presume fabulous. My weekend was incredible. Um, hung out with some really good friends. Shout out to DeRay uh, McKesson. Um, had a great time. Went to Everyday People here in New York, which is an incredible uh, party series that they do in New York and London and L.A. and shit. So it was really dope. Um, you had to be vaccinated and have a negative COVID test oh, wow. uh, within the last 48 hours to enter the party. So I felt safe right. um, and I had a really, really good time. So shout out to everyday people. I didn't want to tell too much of my business. So I just put a really quick two second glimpse, you know, on my stories because I wanted to get wild with the rest of my time. So um, that's that. Well, we know how you do. Um, I need to blind <laughs> you because I'm actually going to London down soon. As I want to get connected to the folks I need to know over there. So that'd be great. Yes, 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 yes. We we will definitely offline about that. That's dope. That's dope. I had a very, very, very relaxing weekend. Um, I didn't want to tell too much of my business either, so I just put mm-hmm. some. <laughs> <laughs> We know, we know this ain't our first rodeo, honey. We know what we're doing, okay? <laughs> I put some lovely picturesque uh, stories of the coast. Um, you did? Able, yeah, I was able to get to Portland, Maine, which I had not been to. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. I mean, 45 minutes from a uh, flight from Manhattan. And, you know, Dustin, it felt like I was in another world. It was wow. so green. It was so picturesque. It and looked gorgeous. I found um, Hunky Dory. Yes, I was laughing my ass off. Those of you, if you know, you know. Okay? If you know, you know. And if you don't know, Google it. Um, it was just fabulous. The food, the people. It just was, it was what my soul needed. Um, sounds, it it sounds amazing, Ebony. It looked gorgeous. It was. It was really, really fabulous. Um, not so fabulous, of course, are all of our dear loved ones, family, friends, and including uh, Mother Queen Gloria, uh, who are down there in Louisiana right now. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, fighting, fighting for their communities, for some of them, their very lives, and certainly their property in the wake of Ida. Uh, Ida hit, I think it was a four when it made landfall. I think it's reduced mm-hmm. to two. So we just want to be very clear. I know my mom is without power. I know a lot, like millions of people in the state have no power. They won't have it for weeks. So y'all keep keep the, the folks fighting um, down there in Louisiana in your prayers. Yes, please. That's the last thing that region and area needed was another fucking hurricane. Another so. one. Oh my God. DJ. Heartbreaks. Yeah, it's terrible. Um and that's the, you know, that's the the nature of that region. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, I went to law school down there. I was born in there. My family's down there. It's like, it's it's always that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. the minute they get, you know, same with the Houston area, same, you know, the, all that whole yeah. region, the minute, same with Haiti. Shit. Yes. Yes. You Haiti. Know? My God. You know, prayers to Haiti. Um, You know, it's just so much. So our prayers to our brothers and sisters and everyone down there for sure. Absolutely. Um. All right. Let's go ahead and get, oh, one more thing. Because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm. So Ashley had to be messy and put this Don to release. I thought that was the name of the hurricane at first. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Don, I thought it was Ida. Hell, but it was the album. Okay. So I'm going to let you go first. Thoughts on Don to Dustin? 
Um, I hope the best. God bless everyone involved, and that's it. I have nothing for Kanye West, nothing for his uh, art. Um, I won't be supporting it because I don't support him. He's crossed way too many lines for me to give him my money. So I won't be doing that. Um, but, you know, good luck to everybody or whatever. That's real. And I respect it. Mm-hmm. That curiosity and nosiness got the best of me. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to go back to late registration, that type of error? So I, I clicked on a few and I started... I started with the Donda chant, which is the beginning of the, the record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like funny style when stuff feels like of other mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. It, felt, it felt too cultish. So it I had like to a chant it. chant. Huh? Yes. No, it was literally like <laughs> those who have listened, you know, what the fuck I'm talking about. I was like, oh, no, this can't get in my spirit. You know, no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. forward. and then I just kind of played like hopped around. I listened to about six or seven tracks. You missed nothing. Um, okay. Well, I don't. Nobody needs me to further shit on the album. That's all over the internet. Like you said, prayers for everybody involved. Um, yeah. God bless. No me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. God bless. I will admit one thing. I saw a um, a Beats commercial, Beats by Dre commercial with Sha'Carri Richardson in it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I get. I guess the music that was playing behind the commercial is from this album, and it was beautiful. I'm not surprised that Kanye West can, you know, make music that is sonically pleasing but he's a piece of shit to me and so i just don't want to get behind it but it did what i heard on that commercial that beats commercial with shakari it sounded it was beautiful the music was beautiful but i'm just not interested mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not literally but um <laughs> it was a bunch of that doom doom all the new shit i've heard in passing is just this drum beat and it just sounds dark and weird and it's where's the soul sample where's the and that's, uh, that's the only kanye i'm interested in and i know that yeah. i'm interested in that way you know i can be very rigid in my musical taste so Which if is it's fine. that it's not for me um i think yeah. it's for a different uh generation or era of his fan base and you know whatever anyway it's mm-hmm. a note for me but shout out of course to dear sora donda West, um, you know, yes. another great woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Skiwi. You know, I had to do that. So, yeah. Um, you know, the docket's interesting today. I really like this docket, Dustin. I like it because it's got a mix of stories. Um, jurors, just so you know, we're going to start um, with some really great news out of my uh, other home state, North Carolina. Oh, and it's about voting, so pay attention to get your get your get your notepad and your pen. Um, yes. Then it's a little. We're gonna have a little tea session. hot in the black fashion world and this is actually quite appropriate because you know we're about to run up on fashion week here in a minute here in new york yes we are um and we're gonna get into if if you watched or are familiar with my most recent breakfast club interview y'all know i like to communicate messaging through my clothes um and i wanted Mm -hmm. to pay homage to one of the very first queens of streetwear um, and that, of course, is Miss April Walker. Um, Everywhere mm-hmm. line Walker wear is is alive and well. And somebody must have forgot about that. That's the tease on that. We'll get hmm. it. Um, and then we're gonna close with uh, some some bullshit out of Wisconsin. Um, okay. Leave that there, and then we'll go back to the top. All right. Mm-hmm. So straight up, like again, uh, we people are marching, Dustin. I know you see it all over the news and on your social timeline um, around. You know, making sure that we can protect the right um, of people to vote in our nation. We know why it's important. We know it's important. All of this. Now, listen, 
If you want to be out there marching, I love it. I think it's great. Of course, we need to, you know, step on the necks of these Republicans and anybody else trying to limit the right to vote um, in this country. Voting should be the most natural, easy and accessible point of American democracy allegedly. But I love what North Carolina is doing because there's a lot of different ways to come at preserving optimum opportunities to vote. And one of them, right, one of them is making sure that all citizens that are allowed to vote know that and can vote. So this is uh, the North Carolina Superior Court, Dustin, which is a a very high level court in the state of North Carolina. So this is not federal. I want to be clear, jurors. This is state rulings here. In a 2-1 ruling just this past week, Uh, North Carolina State Superior Court has restored, given back, re-empowered the voting rights of any North Carolinian who's on parole, on probation, or on any otherwise supervised release. Y'all, that's very, very important. Let me break the numbers down so you understand. So that's saying if you are in North Carolina and you are out on parole or you are currently on probation, you get to vote now. Just like you should be able to. It used to be that you would have to complete that probationary period. You'd have to complete your supervised um, release program. You'd have to complete your parole in order to be able to then go about a process of trying to restore your rights. So imagine the delay, y'all, of all that time that these North Carolinians are shut out of the democracy of our state and our, and our nation. It's very wow. important. Now, let's just look at the numbers. We know black folks make up 13% in the U.S. We know that by now. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, it's a lot more, just like most southern states. Black folks are 21% of the population in the state of North Carolina. That is sizable. That's almost a quarter. Just so you Huge portion. Big, huge. We big out there in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right out North Carolina. But we are 42%. Black folks are 42%. That's almost half of all North Carolinians currently on parole or supervised release. Wow. So that means that this, this ruling, Dustin, from the North Carolina Superior Court matters mostly to us. Right. That's Absolutely. now 42%. Yeah, 42% of North Carolinians who happen to be black now get to vote. How great is that? Wonderful great. news. Great, right? Great. Wonderful. Great, 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 great. North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP um, there's also a couple other orgs, Protect Democracy Project and Forward Justice. All these groups, of course, had been pressing out the state um, over this bullshit where it was re- restricting the road- voting rights um, of these former felons. Um, I want to give you a quote, D. This is from uh, the NAACP. This is the ruling. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. This, co- uh, this quote is from an attorney. This is very important that led the efforts um, on this particular case. The ruling delivers on a promise of justice by the North Carolina NAACP a half a century ago that all people living in communities across the state deserve to have their voices heard in elections. Duh. That's very, very, very important. And now, yep, 50 years later, just so you know, the voices of those 56,000 people will finally be heard. Y'all, that's not a small number. Do you know 56,000 people can sway an election? Uh, Absolutely. We know that very well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is big, y'all. Now, as as with all things that are just and right in the world, it's going to be met with opposition. Mm-hmm. So you got this uh, 
punk ass state senator Warren Daniel. He's the Republican chairman of the Senate's election committee. Talking about this, the judges may think they're doing the right thing by rewriting laws as they see fit without bothering even to explain their ruling. Put a pin in that. But each one of these power grabs <laughs> chips away at the notion that people through their legislature make laws, end quote. Here's the problem, State Senator Warren Daniel. You don't get to make laws in the legislature that violate the United States Constitution. You don't right. get to do that, actually, sir. So it's your punk ass down. And furthermore, exercise some patience. Um, to that point, um, to that point, and, and of course, what uh, his punk ass was referring to was a clause in the North Carolina state constitution that barred convicted felons from voting unless their rights were restored according to the state law. The problem is that state constitutional statute is unconstitutional. And I bet you, I, I, I running up against the United States constitution, and see, that's something called the supremacy clause. Okay, jurors, I'll get into it in another another episode, but just mm -hmm. whenever a state, any state, has a clause or some statute that runs up in contradiction with the federal statutes, mm -hmm. lawmaking machine, like the U.S. Constitution, your state's ass is going to fall. It's called the supremacy clause. We'll get into it later. But um, this is important because, like, all of that riffraff he's talking about, D, like, Oh, we, without an explanation, calm down, sit down, wait your turn. They're going to give an explanation. Okay. Mm -hmm. All of the judges, the three judges from this superior court in North Carolina said they are going to issue a formal ruling that will explain their decision later. It's coming. Relax. Both the Republican controlled state uh, general assembly and the state board of elections, which have all defended, you know, the, the, the prohibitive law that, that keeps these former felons from rightfully voting. They said they're going to wait for the court's written opinion before deciding whether or not to appeal. Well, that's a good idea. Why don't you just sit your ass down and wait somewhere? Yeah, sit down, wait, and get all the information you need. Mm -hmm. I think that in, in situations like this, it's just very telling of people's character when they mm -hmm. oppose something like this that is so good for so many people for so many reasons. Why are you finding fault with this? Why? We know why, we know why Dustin. They're finding exactly. fault because they know that these 56-some thousand voters um, which are disproportionately black, right? Mm -hmm. um, they know that they're restrictive, oppressive, um, terroristic uh, political platforms of their party will 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 never be in the political interest of those fifty six thousand people. That's right. right, right. Because if you had a political platform that would be appealing to black voters, that would in any way. Uh, I don't know, uh, amplify, um, elevate and make life in black North Carolina better for these 56,000 new voters. You right. would be running to get right. their voting rights restored. Right. So That's there you have about. it. You're telling on yourself, uh, Senator me. Warren Daniel, who sounds like an old and racist, antiquated motherfucker anyway. So <laughs> this is this makes perfect sense. Shout out to these 56,000 black uh, North Carolinians who will be voting and mm -hmm. changing the game. Love to see it. Absolutely. Shout out to them. Um, and, and they're going to be, mark my words, because I've, I've worked with uh, former felons who have their voting rights restored, Dustin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Most participatory, enthusiastic, excuse me, members of the electorate. Yes. You know, because they have a greater, yeah, they got a great sense of appreciation. Yeah. There it is. There it is. As we they all value that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shit, yeah. they be going every every category. 
<laughs> you know, right. you know? city comptroller. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's not her. She, yeah, they both for uh, everything. Postal elite, everything. They're gonna okay. Know. Listen, <laughs> that's how you need to find to find out what's going on. That's right. Um, and just some history on this, just because I find it interesting because I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, the and by the way, shout out also in addition to the fifty six thousand dozen. Shout out to these three judges. Well, at yes. least two of them. Shit, it was two to one. So yeah, the two of y'all. <laughs> that other one, fuck you. But those two, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and I, I say that though because just y'all remember how important the judiciary is. I know I talk about it on holding court all the time. The judges are the most fucking important part of the whole system, y'all. Yes, they are. They're the decision makers. Yes. That's that's the power plug right yep. there. You know these that those two judges were able to overrule and correct an entire hundred somebody fucked up North Carolina judiciary. I mean, uh, legislature. Yeah, yeah. That's how powerful the judiciary is. They struck down that law. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And that power it just goes to show you how two people. Are so powerful, so that's why y'all you gotta vote for your fucking judges. Have to district level, state level, appellate level, and the most important thing the United States president does. I keep telling y'all this shit: who they put on that U.S. Supreme Court and who they put on those federal benches. Yep, those lifetime appointments. Lifetime appointments. Yep. Um. Oh yeah. So the history, real quick. The law that two of those uh, very smart, wonderful judges and one fucked up judge struck right. on Monday. It was enacted. We got to go way back to Reconstruction. Okay. 1877. Mm. That is, remember, Emancipation Proclamation, all that shit. The uh, so-called uh, uh, freedom of slaves, 1865. So 77 is in the, in, the, in the heartbeat of Reconstruction. That was the period where we started to actually see Black elected officials. Black men could vote, Dustin. It's crazy. People forget that. It really wasn't the 60s. That was the first time black men in America could vote. It was in the 1870s. It was right after we were freed from slavery. The 13th Amendment freed us from slavery. But as we know, thanks to the good sister Eva DuVernay, many of us, Mm -hmm. the 13th Mm -hmm. Amendment also put that little caveat in there, right? Everyone is free from slavery in this country unless you were convicted of a crime punishable by the Okay, yeah, the pen yeah. in that. That's important. Right after the 13th Amendment, we got the 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Clause. Then you got the 15th Amendment. The 15th Amendment said black men get to vote. Boom. So now you have a litany all across the South, Dustin. This was very, very fucking cool. If you don't know this, Google it and look. You had black governors, black United mm. States senators, black congressmen all over the South. Beautiful thing. And then right. there was this fucked up presidential election that happened right after um, the assassination of Abe Lincoln. And it was so close. See, this is why voting matters. Mm-hmm. It was so close that the, and remember the parties were kind of flipped in terms of how we perceive their alliance with the black community then. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was the Republicans that had quote, free the slaves. Remember um, Lincoln was of the party of the Republican and they barely, barely were winning this presidential election, Dustin. So the Democrats, who were the parties of the Confederate South, they were like, we'll make a deal with you. If you take these punk ass federal troops that are keeping black people safe and alive in this newly reconstructed America where they're supposedly having rights and voting and all this shit, property owning and all this shit we hate, there's a threat to the Southern way of life and supremacy. Mm-hmm. If you remove these federal troops end reconstruction, let us go back to the terrorizing, hanging, killing, and brute treatment of Black Americans like we like to do down here. 
Mm -hmm. We can see the election to you. Wow. And don't you know, because politics are politics, that's exactly what the Republicans did. They pulled them federal troops out of here quick as hell. Damn. Damn. So, yeah, that's that's what happened. So if you're wondering what happened to all those black, that black political capital that was starting to emerge in the 1870s, where did they all go? That's where they went. The federal troops that allowed that to happen in the first place by enforcing some sense of civility towards black folks in the South, they literally packed the fuck up and went home. Damn. Per a bartered federal agreement. That's what happened. All right, here we go. 1877. Uh it was a law enacted that disenfranchised, this is, uh, this is in um, North Carolina, disenfranchised the people that were convicted of felonies. That This, this was all part of the uh, 15th Amendment. So it's like, okay, this will happen. 15th Amendment says black men can vote. North Carolina's like, nah, fuck that. So in 77, 1877, they enact this law that says you can't vote if you've been convicted of a felony. And course, they're convicting all kinds of black men of random felonies to strip them of their voting rights. Of course they were. Of course they were. Of course they were. Then in eight, excuse me, and then in 1977, so this is a hundred years later, the new era of black political capital machines in North Carolina, uh, state legislators and shit, they tried to change this 1877 law that prohibited the rights of Black men specifically. It was a targeted uh, law yeah. reason, right? They tried yes. to change it, but they had no luck. They, you know, they had some little procedural shit, but it was still fucking terrible. It yeah. still had the impact it was designed to have, Dustin. A hundred years later. A hundred years later. So That's here crazy. we are. What is it? I was like, what, 1922? No, we here we are <laughs> in 2021. Okay. Uh -huh. Finally, finally, finally reversing that 1877 bullshit that empowers so many disproportionate black men in North Carolina, black women in North Carolina, 42% of parolees, people that, that have, you know, been released from their felony conviction. They're out here, you know, making right by the system. Mm -hmm. They're on parole. Mm -hmm. They're on probation. They're on supervised release. They now get to have their voices heard in an election. God bless them. God bless them. Great news, Ebony. Great yeah. fucking news. Whew. All right, y'all. Uh, I went down the rabbit hole there, but I think it was worth it. We're going to run uh, and take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills. Y'all don't go anywhere. We've got much more holding court, a little bit of fashion tea, but it's very important. A big legal issue coming up with Walker Wear and your people over there at Off-White. Y'all know how much I love Off-White. We're going to get in come back. All right, y'all, welcome back to Holding Court. Um, I really wanted to do this story because I'm a huge, unapologetic fan of April Walker. I think she's a fucking queen. Yeah. Um, I love her brand. Um, I recently became a consumer of her products. I think they're mm -hmm. beautiful. I can attest that they're extremely comfortable. A lot of people were asking me what I was wearing on my last Breakfast Club interview. Yes. And you can check that out on YouTube. And it is a gorgeous rose-colored wetsuit from Walker Wear. It's great. It's fabulous. It absolutely was. And it looked really good on your skin too. It complimented your skin color very well. You look Thank good, you. girl. Thank you. I paired it with a, a little pair of so-cates and, you know. Okay. Classic shit. Classic shit. You know. You know mm -hmm. Little ladylike street. Yep. That's what yep. we got. 
All right. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. Walkerware is actually suing uh, Virgil Abloh. That's your boy over from Off-White. Y'all love Off-White. <laughs> Woo! Black folks love, and white folks love, y'all love some fucking Off-White. Mm-hmm. Or, this is why I don't fuck with Off-White. This is exactly why, Dustin, the nature mm-hmm. of this lawsuit. Because Virgil's ass and Off-White's branding, they're being accused in this lawsuit of stealing the original design used by April Walker and Walkerware for over 30 years. Okay. Specifically, Walkerware's father trademark infringement and dilution complaint. Let me tell you what that is. So that basically Walkerware is saying that Virgil Nim, mm-hmm. I refer to them um, throughout this docket, um, <laughs> that mm-hmm. is off white and Virgil. Virgil Nim, in addition to, uh, oh, oh, the trademark. So that thing that Virgil Nim knew and then proceeded to disregard the legal protection of the design, mm-hmm. okay, the aesthetic look, logo, all of that, that April and Walker Wear maintain. That, that is mm-hmm. a trademark image. That WW, when people see that, particularly with the color scheme, and this what goes into this in the lawsuit, when it's that that gray and black color scheme yeah. with huge capital W's like that, that that is protected under trademark law by Walkerware. And that then Virgil and Nim mm-hmm. created a very, very similar design, quote in the lawsuit, a design near identical to Walkerware's storied WWXXL athletic mark design. That Virgil and Nim d- duplicated that essentially, right? Mm-hmm put it on their jacket, and now that jacket is selling for $2,234. I encourage you jurors to go ahead and Google it so you can see it. Okay, so you can see how close. Dustin, you've seen it. I have seen it. What say you? It literally looks like the same design. And this this is not a new story regarding Virgil um, and his uh, pilfering. Yeah, Virgil and them, and they're pilfering, you know what I'm saying, of these designs. So I'm not surprised, but I'm just, I guess I'm shocked at like the blatant, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, replica that they did. Like it literally looks like, they literally stole the design straight yeah, up, font, straight up. It's the same. Virgil and them didn't try to do no cursive W or nothing. Nothing. They didn't give a damn. They just said, we we taking that shit. Yeah, low, lowercase, nothing. Y'all no. just copied and pasted the shit is what it really looks like. And you upselling it to two thousand some odd dollars. Crazy. And because it's off white, and because it's Virgil them, y'all motherfuckers will give him two thousand dollars for it. Y'all y'all don't want to give April two hundred. Nope. Nope. You know. Uh. Legally, legally, um, as as they should, you should always before you file um, an actual litigation complaint uh, of this nature, you put the. Um, you put the opposing side on notice. Walker mm-hmm. with says that it did reach out to Virgil Nim at Off White and, and let them know, hey, you got a problem. You want to, you know, rectify it. That that that, 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 that did not work. Nor did any uh, settlement uh, efforts work. And because those mm-hmm. settlement efforts were unsuccessful, that is why now we have a, a full on lawsuit. Um, April. Uh, and Walker Ware opted uh, to go to the legal system after the settlement efforts out of court failed. Uh, Walker Ware followed up its initial complaint with a motion for preliminary injunction 
I'll tell you what that is in a minute. Mm-hmm. In the hope that um, Virgil Nim and the retailers, that's far-fetched. <laughs> I love this, Virgil Nim. Virgil, Virgil that's Nim. far-fetched in Saks Fifth Avenue. Those are just some of the retailers named in the complaint that are selling this 2,000-some-odd-dollar jacket that looks just like Walker Wear. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all being sued and asking for a preliminary injunction and hope that all of them will s- desist. Okay, so that is um, stop. Stop. Yeah, just stop, mm-hmm. full stop on selling the product. Um, and making unauthorized use of the walkerware mark for the duration of the litigation. So basically, she's asking, just stop this shit until we figure this out legally. Yeah, which is fair. It's you know fair. what I'm saying? When she doesn't really even have to be fair, because I would be dropping the hammer on their ass however I could. Mm-hmm. You still might create my intellectual property like that, a mm-hmm. brand I've built, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. out the mud. And y'all literally going to take my logo straight up. The two W's on the chest, that's walkerware shit. That's walkerware. Everybody, Straight up. And then in the that that particular color, like maybe it still would have been raggedy Dustin, but maybe a version name had put it in like orange and blue or some just real off the like you literally took made it different in some way. Yes. Come on mm-hmm. now. And you know, I just take it personally because what you know how hard it is to be a fucking woman Man. in streetwear? Yes. And so for them to just shut this down, this is terrible. They ain't no better than uh, Lady Annabellum stealing that lady's name. Lady right. It's the same shit right here. The it's big the fish trying shit. to take the look. But because it's Virgil Nim and because it's off-white, right. some, some of your people, Dustin, going to look the other way. They are. Because the jacket is cute. I ain't even going to front. But now that I know the story behind it, you know, it doesn't even, it's not even appealing anymore. Like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to wear it anymore. No, so I really encourage all jurors seriously, and I've not talked to April Walker. I've never met this woman in my life. I've not had mm-hmm. any communication with Walker Wear, um, although their IG did pick up when I I flexed on Breakfast Club in their piece. Thank you. Okay, that. impact. Not, yeah, I've never talked to them. So, I, but I'm asking y'all if you got an extra couple hundred dollars or a hundred dollars to spend, go on and cop you some Walker Wear gear. Do yeah. that. You know, do yeah. that. Help amplify this sister. Amplify this brand so that people will have a harder time. Virgil Nim, just yeah. lifting the shit. Yeah. And how lazy for somebody. Virgil has done so many great things and, and, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. reached so many goalposts as a designer and just in the fashion world. He's done some great things. And I yeah. just wish that the creative inspiration kind of matched that. You know what I mean? I wish that he was just, I don't know, a little bit more inspired from other things instead of other people's shit. Ooh, so, say that. That's a full word. And to yeah. your point, Justin, it's not like this is the first time that this kind mm-hmm. of allegation has been, has happened for, and it's like you said, it's not just Virgil Nam, but, but you know, that's who we're talking about in this one. Um, this is a quote. Um, this is saying that the brand notes, uh, this is from Walker Wear, mm-hmm. larger fashion houses are infamous for misappropriating the work of independent designers like Miss Walker on the assumption that she and others like her will be unable to meaningfully challenge them in legal proceedings. <laughs> you know what that means. In other words, bitch, you thought, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm about to give it to your ass. Said a different way, your ass is too small and broke to fight me legally, even if you're right. Mm-hmm. That's really what that says. And by the way, that's true. I've seen it, Dustin. And mm-hmm. uh, it goes across the board. This is much bigger than Virgil now. A lot of these massive corporations, these big companies, big businesses, big organizations, they don't really think they're right. They just know that you can't afford to fight them in litigation. 
that would infuriate me. I'm telling you, it makes my chest hot right now, and I don't even make clothes. Khloe <laughs> Kardashian did the same yeah. shit with that uh, Good American brand. Remember, they stole that yeah. black girl's yep. design, even like yep. the way her models were posing, the aesthetic of the shoots. The whole, they just lifted the whole shit. Whole thing. And they do it because they feel they can, because little old mom and pop black girl, little old mom and pop April, little old mom and pop lady with the... the Lady Annabelle, yep, yep. They know that you can't afford to fight their team of lawyers who are going to drown you in bills and paperwork. That's that's the strategy. That is so fucked up. That's why I'm saying, y'all, if if you can, go copy some walkaway shit. I I got a cute little new piece. I'm 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 gonna wait for just the right time to drop it. Listen, uh, I'm 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 wishing April and Walker wear the very best because I think that um, this kind of shit has to stop. It's not okay to take advantage of an expensive civil litigation system because that's what this really is. This whole docket is really not even about Virgin M. Um, it's really about taking advantage of people in an expensive litigation system. That says the person with the most money to pay the most lawyers that can file the most complaints, delays, hearings, motions, blah, fucking blah, 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 at the tune of $700, $1,500, $2,000 an hour per mm-hmm. lawyer, that that person will prevail. That's, That's what the litigation system is built around. We got to stop it. We got to stop it. Virgil, do better because as a black person in fashion, you should be approaching this situation differently. Yeah. You should wrap your arm around April Walker and you should help her. It should have been, been a collaboration. Yeah, collaboration? this is so shitty. Why, so why shitty not, on so many yeah, levels. Why not walk away by Off-White? Exactly. Let's do a capsule collection. Do yes, you see what well. Gucci did with Dapper Dan? Well, and that's what about the litigation too, though. That's exactly yeah. how you think we got that shit. Yeah, yeah. They don't never want it. They have to be made to do right. The only difference is, Virgil, you a whole black man. So I would expect right. that. You know better, Virgil. Virgil. And them. And them. They oh. complicit to all of them, especially the and them. It's always the, the and them that's fucking everything up. That's who it is. It's them them that them two judges and them, that other judge that, that fucked other everything judge. up. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? It's always the and them, yep. Ebony. <laughs> Tired of this. I, I'm so tired of it too, baby. I love you. All right. So we'll see. Uh, shout out to sister uh, April and Walker Ware. We'll, we'll keep y'all posted on what happens with that. All right. We're going to take another quick break. Come back. We got some, some more holding court for you after this. All right, y'all. Welcome back to holding court. Um, this one hit close to home for me, Dustin. Um, mm-hmm. I was a free lunch kid. Okay, yeah. Okay, and I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But this is the the recent headline, y'all. Wisconsin School District rejects, rejects the federal free lunch program, saying that the students will become spoiled. Um, you know what? <laughs> isn't that a terrible headline? Who the fuck? That's all I can say. Like, who in the fuck? Children? Are gonna wait, be before spoiled. we even go into these details, just the mm-hmm. headline alone mm-hmm. rejects federal free lunch program saying students will become spoiled, Ebony. That terrible. Full stop. Drain the swamp here to everybody in the school district. (laughs) Right. Throw the whole thing away, right? You don't spoil some kids by giving them fucking lunch. All right. This all came about, y'all. This uh, Wisconsin school board uh, voted recently to return. They actually going to send the fucking money back. 
um, to the federal government that, that their taxpayers have already paid for to return to the pre-pandemic national school lunch program. Okay. So they want to get rid of this, this lunch program that offered free and reduced price lunches to students who applied and received federal money for them. This is fucking terrible. Just so you know, this particular local school board, Wakisha, it's the <laughs> only eligible school district in the state to reject the funding. Everybody else has some sense. So in this instance, Wakisha is in them. Wow. Wow, so wow, wow. It's, it's the state of Wisconsin and, <laughs> and that's Waukesha. And this stupid ass um, local uh, municipality is the only one, the only eligible school district, Dustin, in the whole state of Wisconsin to say, nah, we want to opt out of the federal free lunch programs. Terrible. <sighs> now, I'm going to tell you why in a minute, because it's like, why yeah. would you do that? It's going to make sense. You know, like with everything, follow the fucking money. Right, right. Follow right. the money. So actually, I'm going to just get straight to it. Basically, basically, by foregoing the federal program, which is entitled the Seamless Summer Option, mm. a spokesperson uh, for that uh, the, the Food and Nutrition Service Program, a man by the name of Alan Shannon, he said to the Washington Post, it's Washington Post, the Washington Post reporting, legitimate source, that um, foregoing it could mean a loss of revenue for the Waukesha School District. The reimbursement for the schools operating under the universal meal program is $4.32 per student. Mm -hmm. But the Nash, so that's a more, that's a little bit more, keep in mind, than the mm -hmm. national school lunch program, which is only $3.90. So what you're seeing is what is that, 40 cent, not even 38, cent, yeah. 38 cent? Mm -hmm. That's what this is really about, that 38 cent per student. Then, of course, let's get to these 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 really bullshit um, and NIM school board members. Her, of course, her name is Karen, right? Of course. Of course. Karen Rajnasik? Rajnasik, maybe? Rajnasik, yeah. Whatever. Karen, whatever. Rajnasik. Some bitch named Karen. That's a Karen. That's who it is. Ah! <laughs> he said that the free... A lunch program made it easy for families to quote become spoiled. I can't with this bitch, Dustin. Then you have Darren Clark, who's an assistant superintendent for business services. Hmm. He said that this could lead to a slow addiction. An addiction to lunch? Come on. What? To the services. Um, and a bunch of other bullshit. But here's here's the here's the reality. Going back to my own personal connection to this. This is fucked up because when you come from a family that for whatever reason, whether it's mm -hmm. COVID, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a parent has died, whether there's a single parent home, mm -hmm. whether it's two parents, they work, they just can't make it happen financially for the family. Whatever mm -hmm. the fucking reason, it's not the kid's fault. Mm -mm. So why does the kid have to be hungry? And not only why does the kid have to be hungry, Dustin, what I loved about this federal free lunch program that will provide free lunch for any student. Regardless of their ability to prove financial need, that's the best part about this program. And it's supposed to be lasting all the way until deep into 2022. That's the mm -hmm. whole and we've already paid for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This seamless summer option is a program from the federal government that provides free meals to all students through June 30th of 2022. And they're doing it because of the pandemic. But the reality is that should be the case anyway. It should just be the way it goes. Yes. Right. Okay, and because all kids get it, 
Now you're taking away the stigma, Dustin Ross, of just being in that, that, well, how I had to yeah. do. I yeah. had a number. You remember this shit? Yeah. I had to you get the card. Here. You know, they, they go in the line and they pick their fancy stuff. We actually didn't even get to pick some of the available foods. Like I, mm -hmm. I was really salty about this. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. I was a free lunch kid. Um, at some point our school got Domino's pizza. Okay. Look at y'all. Listen, shout out to Northwest School of the Arts. Okay. On Bettysport Road. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at some point we got real fancy and Domino's pizza started delivering to our school. Mm -hmm. But if you were a free lunch kid, you couldn't get no Domino's. You had to still stay on that fucking square tray. See? With that square ass, dry ass, crusty ass piece of cheese cardboard. That was the only pizza we could get, Dustin. Yeah. And the only reason you would pick that nasty ass shit over the Domino's is because you had to. So that mm -hmm. was a dead giveaway that you were a free lunch kid. Mm-hmm. And then you get which is people, fucked up. Which is fucked up because now they're looking at you like, oh, you're poor, you're raggedy. Creates a separation that doesn't need to be there. It's, a, it's like it's already hard enough being a kid. So now you got it like further stigma. You know, my, I'm already wearing these shoes that are from TJ Maxx that are three seasons old. Yeah. And now you want to try to tell, you know what? This is pissing me off the more we talk about it. Up. Like you, you really got to be a piece of shit, Karen. Whatever your last name is, Darren Clark. Which what the fuck is an assistant superintendent for business services any damn way? Well, that's what he. What doing. is that? that title tells on him. Your whole job, Clark, Darren Clark, is to watch the pennies. That's what we're talking watch about here. Pennies. pennies. Yeah. That impact this school system's budget. So you're trying to save. Th this like a, to my calculation, about thirty-eight cents per head per kid. You're trying to make sure that that's accounted for. So you're trying to rip the entire program that provides federal free lunch to June 30th, 2022. And that's going to lead to this. This quote hit home for me, Dustin, because of everything I just said. This is from um, a parent. This woman is named uh, Chrissy uh, Sabald. She's a soccer coach and a foster parent. And she said last year's decision to make lunch free for all the kids was helpful to her and her foster children. Come on. She says this. Chrissy said this, Dustin. Kids called them out for getting different meals and asked them, why do you get lunch every day? When it was free for everyone, you never had to have that conversation because everyone had access to it. So I really appreciated that it evened out the playing field in a way. How do they not get that? No, they don't give a fuck because they're trying to save 38 cents per kid. That's what this tells me. But I mean, I'm almost 40. I'm 38 in a couple weeks. You know, God is good. You know, mm -hmm. I eat well these days. You know, mm -hmm. That's right. Lobster and shit. Bitch, 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 be at Mastro's. Look, on the regular. Okay. <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> eating a good ass butter cake. If you don't know about that butter cake at Mastro's, I implore you. Then you it. have, you haven't lived. You, you, you actually got to Part of the reason that I broke up with my, uh, let me stop. Let me, let me just be quiet. <laughs> We're going to hold that court. On I'm going to hold that court. <laughs> Jesus be a censor. Mm, um, mm, okay. <laughs> that was too mm. much. But I'm very, I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. Part of why I probably, I've never really done the analysis from a, uh, a kind of emotional place, but probably yeah. part of the reason that I indulge in food and fine dining and drink, you know, you want to drink. And my mom does this shit to this day. She'd be like, oh, you know, I'll take her out to eat. And this happened on Mother's Day, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, 
I brought it, I flew it to New York and we went to uh, Del Frisco, one of my favorite steakhouses. Yes, yes. Yes, you know, and nice steakhouse. And we, you know, ordered fillets and this. And, you know, I love, I love a, a, a in bone fillet. It's my mm. favorite. Mm. Yes, Ebony. Nice, flavorful. Um, and then it came time to pick sides. Now, my grown ass mama talking about which one shall we get? Which one? <laughs> about, you don't well, get I want broccoli. She's like, I want broccoli and I want um, spinach. Which one? Mama, we getting both. We getting both, mama. What are you That's talking right, about? Yeah. Part is I fucking work. Yeah. Yep, Ebony. Yep. You know? The appreciation the, is different. But the appreciation is different because I yep. remember the time where I was in line and I had to get the square ass cardboard cheese and my peers got good ass dominoes. And then not only did they get a different dining experience than me, then I had to also be doubly shamed, Dustin, because I had to, when it came time to talk to the cashier, I had to whisper in that mumble ass voice you was doing pre show. Okay? <laughs> 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 oh, yes. 42 37. Like, what? 42 bitch. You know I got free lunch every goddamn day. Right. Oh, you see me every day. You know what it is. You could have just slid me on through here. We don't have to have this moment. This moment. Man. Shit. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I, I just don't that. understand people being shitty to kids. That's what it boils down to, yes. to, you know, for me. I don't understand people being shitty to children. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why this is 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 falling on deaf ears. I don't I just don't get it. Um and it's I just think trash. It's a trash decision. The only thing I can tell y'all jurors is that um it might might be rectified as we record this show today. They are having a meeting this afternoon. This is the school board president saying that a special meeting is going to happen to discuss. Well, like you said, Dust, what the fuck is there to discuss? Just give all these kids the free lunch and move the fuck I on. I mean, really? really? Like, what the hell? Penny pension. But they're discussing a possible action on the national school lunch program and the seamless summer option, which, again, their citizens have already fucking paid for. I can't with this story. I'm actually I done can't with either. it. I'm done with it. They better it. be glad I can't be at that meeting on uh, today. Man, <laughs> they, have, they better be glad because I'll if be you lying. You pulled up at that meeting, Dustin, baby. <sighs> what? Hopefully, we see some videos from it because if they give it to them the way that I think they should, mm-hmm. is it'll go viral. Hopefully, someone's <laughs> recording this meeting because I Listen, can't. It's terrible. These kids deserve every fucking thing, and it's terrible. Um. All right. Listen, y'all couple things take away from this episode. If you can support Sister April Walker and Walkerware, go buy you a piece of Walkerware and flex on everybody. That's Number right. Walkerware.com. Walkerware.com. If, you, if you're working and you're able and God's been good to you, when you go out to eat, don't pick one side. Get two. <laughs> That's right. Get whatever you want. Oh, God damn it. Like, Stop. We, we, yeah. We're not in that space. God has delivered us. That's right, Ebony. Off of your hard work and your mom's and hard work. And hers too, which is built yes. off of hers. Yes. Mama, yes. you don't have to do that no more. You don't have to pick potatoes or vegetable. We can get both. Okay, We can get both. Uh, listen, and it y'all, feels good it. to do that for her, Ebony. I know it does. It does. No, it feels amazing. I'm taking her you know, um, on vacation for Christmas. You know, We don't mm-hmm. have to just do the all-inclusive at the holiday anyway. You know, my mama, t- up until like three or four years ago, she would not go nowhere. Unless mm-hmm. it was all inclusive and unless it was the Holiday Inn. And shout out <laughs> to the Holiday Inn because they gave us some lovely family vacations. Okay? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The Holiday Inn. But you know, now there's new options. There's, there's just a more couple options. of new options now. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a testimony for y'all jurors. Okay, listen. Okay. Thank y'all for listening. 
Follow us as always. Subscribe, rate us, give us comments, um, slide into our DMs, comment um, mm-hmm. on the actual episode on YouTube. If, listen, we, we love, we appreciate y'all. Do that, do that, do that. Holding Court as always comes to you from Uppity, Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media, presented yes. always by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Audio services brilliantly provided by one of one productions, y'all. We love them. Failing company, yes, Failing them, and their them is Failing them. That's the good them. Yes, that's good them. Joy, yes, that's the good them. Our people. Check them out at oneofoneproductions.com. Join us next week, y'all. We'll have a brand new episode. Court will be back in session. In the meantime, stay safe. Uh, stay vaccinated, please. Um, it, it, wear your mask. This Delta variant is real. If you are in a close quarter, yes. um, Dustin, what will you always have the people do? Read their terms and conditions and feed them damn kids. <laughs>